The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world. It challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. I pray that Thanksgiving was peaceful and restful for you. As I think about this season and this time, where we are in what has been a very difficult year and where we are in this nation, I'm led to suggest that together we make December a powerful end to the year. Let's finish strong. To me, it's like the last 30 days of a deployment. This isn't the time to rest or to let the days wash over us. This is a time for intentionality and focus. Let's not wait for December 31st to make a few half-hearted New Year's resolutions. Let's start shaping the new year now. And so we're going to talk about that for the remainder of our shows through December in a series I'm calling Creating Victory. Part one of Creating Victory is entitled Shaping Operations, and we're going to talk about those shortly. As always, I'm joined by and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my wingman. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Just my wingman, huh? (laughs) If you're wondering why I didn't use an adjective today, it's because when you're leading a flight uh, section leader, you're flying in formation, to have a wingman who's just always in the right position is a gift. And I have to tell you, Christy is just always where she needs to be to be a part of the success we have, speaking a message of truth and courage and hope to you. So she is my wingman. Well, thank you for that. I'm glad to be grateful. You're glad to be grateful? Yeah, I'm glad to be grateful. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad to be, and I'm grateful. I missed that part. <laughs> nice. Friends, before we begin today's conversation, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserve, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Please pray with us. Heavenly Father, we love you, we thank you, and we ask you to guide us in committed service to you. Over this difficult year, throughout all our hardships, anxious nights, illnesses, and even questioning, you have been with us. You find us each wherever we are, and with unfailing love and perfect understanding, you restore us to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. You hear our prayers, Lord. And you work so carefully to nurture us in millions of different ways. May this knowledge shape us in everything we do. May we wake up each day in strength and the commitment to walk bravely in faith 
with your Son, Jesus. As we enter the Christmas season, help us, O Lord, to be loving, to be charitable and forgiving, knowing that it is by your grace alone that we are redeemed, and by our love that those who are lost will find you. May our hearts be filled with gratitude and humility. May we seek over the coming months to shape a decisive and victorious new year. And may all we do be pleasing unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So friends, I have a tragic story to tell you. I was baking yesterday, and after spending all afternoon on my very famous meat pies. Very famous. They're very famous. Very good. And... I had racks and racks of them baked out of the oven, hot, and I was putting them in glass bowls to freeze and to put in the fridge, and the largest glass bowl with most of the pies dropped off the kitchen counter and shattered on the floor. Mike, the producer, just (laughs) looked at me because what he doesn't realize is the pies meant for him were in the in the bowl that broke. (laughs) My pies were not in that bowl, Mike, but yours were. And here's the point of the story. This morning I had a pie for breakfast. And as I sat over the pie and I said grace, I was thinking about what was in front of me. And I was thinking about what I had. I was not focused on the pies that fell off the kitchen counter yesterday. And I'm simply saying in all things now... And forever, we will have the opportunity to agonize over what is past. And believe me, yesterday I was in agony. Or to focus with gratitude on what is present and possible in the future. As Christians, our mission begins when we focus with gratitude on what is present. We are loved by God, redeemed by His Son, guided by the Holy Spirit, and able in all circumstances to call down the power of God to help us overcome and create victory. And that might sound weird, but as Christians, in any situation, we can create victory. This has been a rough year. It's been a rough year. And I've noticed in combat and in peacetime, I've noticed with people that when you apply pressure, people move away from pressure. And when you apply pressure to people, they either become reactive or passive. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it myself. What we've learned is that as Christians, we can't be reactive because if we react, react badly, behave in bad uh, ways, we discredit God uh, beneath whose banner we serve. And we also can't be passive because these are times that call for action. Yeah, they do. And passivity is what got us here. Not having a plan is what got us here. Right. And so... It's been a hard year, and good people are struggling. Our souls are struggling to to know truth, and my heart just goes out. And when I say grace, I pray um, for everybody who's in pain and in need. But we can't be reactive, and we can't be passive. So what does that say to you as a coach? Oh, um. Do you have an hour or two <laughs> or more? Uh, no, we have 17 <laughs> minutes and three seconds. <laughs> uh, well, that's kind of the human condition, so to speak. Uh, our, 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 our nature, our human nature is to go reactive, to protect, to maybe be in fear if we allow ourselves to be there. But 
in coaching, as we learn, this brain is an amazing thing and that we can actually, in fact, um, take control of it, dare I say. Yeah. Uh, and that's the point of this. That's a great way to put it. Take control because it's about shaping the Marine in me. When things get hard says, I'm just going to come back harder. But how do we do that in today's environment as Christians, where we're scrutinized and often accused of bad behavior? And there's a scripture we know, which says, my name is blasphemed among pagans because of you. So we talked a while ago about the lady who parked half in a handicapped parking space half in the parking space next to it. She had the big Christian uh, sticker on her back bumper. She got out, went in a store, left her kid in a car, in a hot car in the summer. And I was just sitting there watching all of this saying, are you kidding me? So we cannot bring discredit upon God. And at the same time, we can't be passive. So how do we do that in today's environment? It begins by shaping a victorious mindset. And there's something that just, honestly, it kills me. Christians oftentimes see themselves as an embattled minority. We we are not at the Alamo. We are 70% of this nation. Yeah, victory is imminent. I mean. Well, it it is. God has said it is. It's just a matter of do we want to participate in it or do we want it to be achieved despite us? And do we actually want to be on the other side? So it brings us to shaping a victorious mindset, and and shaping operations on the battlefield are a big deal. For example, the Marine Corps has a unique battle concept, which is called the single battle doctrine, and it views the entire battlefield as one. And it breaks this one down into three pieces. There's the deep fight, the close fight, and the rear fight. The deep fight is where you shape the enemy. And it's generally affected by aviation, where you go and you drop bombs. And the close fight is where decisive actions are taken against the enemy. And you're actually shooting and all of that stuff. And then the rear fight is intelligence, battlefield security, logistics, and all of the other things that allow the close and the deep fight. So shaping operations take place before the actual battle, and they will affect what we will face in the coming days and weeks. They will affect the outcome of battles yet to be fought. So in World War II, for example, when the um, heroic Eighth Army was doing daylight bombing on the factories of Germany, the purpose there was to shape Germany's production capability later. And in point of fact, as the war progressed... Germany ended up facing uh, an industrial issue at the same time as the U.S. was outproducing everybody with just such national commitment. So we shape the enemy's ability, and we also shape our own thinking. Uh, as individuals, a good example is uh, this is this is punny. This is a pun. <laughs> eating, punny or funny? It, well, all of it. <laughs> eating healthy is a shaping operation. Get it? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> I, I mean it in, it in terms of you right. shape your health, you shape your energy, yeah, you shape true. your view that's of real. yourself, you shape your potential. So here's my point to this long and boring story. Throughout December, I want to ask you to join with me in conducting shaping operations. Let's together shape grateful hearts. Let's shape an attitude of humility. Let's shape our understanding and our power to believe that we can change lives. Let's not react to the enemy. 
We can't let the enemy have his way with us. We can't just be what's left after you you accidentally end up on CNN and you see whatever new buffoonery has been dreamed up. Right. This is a time for warriors to be victorious. First, in in your living room, in your house, uh, and then out on the street, at work, and everywhere else. Does does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. It sounds like it's a month of intention. A month of intention. So we don't want to arrive at Christmas Eve and then make a few half-hearted resolutions. And I don't know if you're like me, then you say, hey, I'm going to go get a new gym membership. Seven days later, you've been to the gym three times and you're like, okay, this doesn't work. I actually gave up resolutions years ago. You know what? I did too. And I replaced them with prayers. So I wrote down my prayers uh, December 31st. I was in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And I was just getting ready to fly to San Francisco, and I prayed for five things, and I wrote them down. And friends, we serve a great God, and those five things have come true in this past year. So as we think about December and as we think about the opportunity, keep in mind, it takes 21 days to make a habit. So if we start thinking now about how we want to arrive at December 31st, What we want January, February 2021 to look like, we can take steps now, and those things can already be a habit by the time we hit the ground running January 1st. Example, let's say you want to devote 15 minutes each morning to prayer and reading your Bible. Start doing that now, and that way it'll already be a habit. Right. What comes to mind is a book called Smart Thinking by um, a professor out of the University of Texas at Austin. And I took a class on this a couple of years ago. And he speaks to the habits, but maybe just an, another way to look at it is he talks about habits can kind of be daunting to people because of whatever experience they've had with maybe not achieving them, that it's kind of looking at it, it may take longer than 21 days but to replace something with something else. So for example, you don't just totally give up potato chips. You replace it with, uh, speaking of health and shaping, (laughs) right? You replace it with sliced potatoes that are baked or air fried or something like that, that are not fried and salted and things like that. And so you still get a little bit of that. So I think it's great to think about, let's do 15 minutes reading the Bible, start now, But if there's something that maybe you need to let go to walk uh, a deeper walk with Christ, then maybe it's, um, I don't know, whatever it may be, it's replacing that which may be holding you back. I think those are great points. I'm stuck in a couple places. Number one, why do we have to give up potato chips? Okay. Well, you talked about health, and so I was going down that road. Okay. We don't have to give them up. You can ha- maybe have less if you want to shape. Okay, just because this guy went to the University of Texas doesn't mean <laughs> everything he says is right. So let's just slow down a little bit and approach the whole potato chip thing with intention. Um, the other thing I thought of is it makes total sense. You can't just not think about something. You do have to replace right. that thought with something else and That does make a good point uh, when you say, what do I have to give up? So as we move through December, we don't just want to be what's left after the progressive liberal media is done beating us up 
and telling us we're this, that, or the next thing, trying to divide us into all of these different economic and racial and gender groups. And then all of us are just sitting here saying, what just happened? We decide right now, this is what it means to be a Christian in America. I am in the greatest nation on earth. I just gave thanks for that. We have this tremendous opportunity beneath the hand of a loving God, and I'm going to focus on that. And everything I do will come from that, and I'm going to not watch the news and not go to my phone first thing in the morning, so I'm going to give that up. And I'm going to do this habit to reinforce all of it, which is 15 minutes with my Bible. So does that make sense? That makes sense. Back on the kind of the concept of maybe replacing something. So instead of a TV show, the media, et cetera, and also to be equal here from Hillside College, <laughs> yes. there, you, uh, there is a, a course that I've come across that I'm going to be taking. So we could replace that TV watching with learning, reading a book. And so there right. you go, UT, Hillside College. Brilliant. Are we okay, good now? Fair. Okay, fair. That's fair. <laughs> but this uh, course is called Civil Rights in American History. And um, I know you're a history buff and history major. I'm not so much. And I want to learn more. And so I want to learn about our constitutional rights, which um, I'm a little concerned are... um, Threatened, justly concerned. Yeah, right now. And so this course starts on December 8th. And you can go to Hillsdale. Sorry, I said Hillside. Hillsdale, H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U and look for this course, course, Civil Rights in American History. Join me. It starts December 8th. It's a free class. That's absolutely brilliant because you actually went three steps beyond. I say, turn off the TV. Don't listen to the media. Don't listen to all of these people who are trying to rewrite American history. And then Christie's tactic is not only am I not going to let them rewrite American history, I'm going to study American history. Right. I'm going to rewrite my stories in my head. Brilliant. And not only am I not going to listen to all of this divisive talk about race and gender and all of this stuff, I'm going to study what is actually uh, a part of the, the conversation so as to bring edification and calm and love and compassion to everything. And I think that's fantastic. So that's at hillsdale.edu. H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U. That's fantastic. I hope you'll tell us about that course. I will I'll keep you informed. Starts December 8th. I told you, folks, Christy is an awesome wingman. She is always in the fight, always finding new ways to support our mission here. So shaping operations, shaping who and what we are, so that the way we come to everything we do as Christians, as Christian Americans, as those who have the wherewithal to listen to a radio station that supports our values and then go out and walk in those values. And we're going to talk next week about values and a personal mission statement and how to develop goals that go with that, and also the tasks associated with those goals. And we're going to rely heavily on Christy, who is going to give us some transformational coaching advice, like she just did today when she said, 
You can't not think about something. You have to replace it with something else. So we have to be prepared to take on the month of December to celebrate the birth of Jesus and to usher in the new year, and things will be as we create them. We can't let the world determine who we are. We can't be reactive or passive. And as warriors as of the Most High God serving under the banner of Jesus Christ, we have the opportunity to bring him into all of the circumstances of our lives. And that's a choice that we make. And the way we shape ourselves and the world around us to do that and to receive that message is the opportunity that we have and we have that throughout the month of December and beyond, but what we're asking is let's start thinking about it now. So things will be as we call them into being. Let's call down victory. And with that in mind, I'd like to offer the following scripture in our moment of truth. And it is this from Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Paul has said that we can be content in any situation, and he said that we can have joy regardless of our circumstances, and this requires intention. It requires focus on the blessings of Jesus Christ and the opportunity that we have in his name. And with tremendous humility, we have that opportunity every day. We do this first and foremost when we focus with gratitude and humility on the things of God. And we replace all of the things of the world in every opportunity that we have with the things of God. So in shaping the coming month, let's try to keep that in the forefront of our minds, regardless of our circumstances. And as with all counterinsurgency, as you're doing it in your home, know that others are doing it in their homes, doing it with you. And together we are joined and powerful in Jesus Christ. Our quote of the day, I'm going to paraphrase just slightly. It's from a poem called Invictus by William Ernest Henley, and it was written in 1875. And I, I memorized this poem when I went to uh, survival, escape, resistance, uh, survival, evasion, resistance, and escape school. It's like POW school, and all people who are possibly going to be behind enemy lines have to go to this school. I went there, and I memorized this poem, and I just focused on it, and it's kind of like memorizing scripture, and then focusing on that throughout the day. And uh, to paraphrase this poem, Invictus, Out of the night that covers me, Black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank the God who loves me for my unconquerable soul. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Friends, regardless of the pressures of the world, the accusations, the attacks, or the lies, we are each the captains of our souls. As Christians, we decide who we serve, what we value, and what we do and say. And that is Courageous Christianity. Courageous Christianity is a public, nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. And your support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts. Should you want to contribute to this ministry, you can find us at CourageousChristianity.today 
or you may do so by texting the amount you'd like to donate to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. And again, that's CourageousChristianity.today. Your tax-deductible donation of $25 or more will get you a copy of my book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity, and that would be a great way to start the new year as it's a 40-day devotional designed to help you at the intersection of your faith and the secular world. Friends, should you want to reach us, we can be contacted at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com or 281-656-1833. And if you want to catch previous episodes of Courageous Christianity, you can do so at kkht.com under the Programs tab by selecting Podcasts. Thanks for joining Christy and me today. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and semper fi.